I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author and CEO of Author Evolution. With more than 15 books published, it's safe to say I have made a ton of mistakes in my endeavor to become a full-time author. The most important thing that I've learned in the past decade is that indie authors need to protect their creativity and their serenity. Being an author is a long game, and that's why I'm on a mission to teach other indies just like you how to publish books with a sustainable, rapid-release method. I created the Author Revolution podcast to give you insights and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you do just that. If you're an ambitious author or one in the making who's looking to create a long-term author career and a life you love, you've found your tribe, my friend. Let's get your author revolution underway. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Oh boy, this week is going to be so much fun. So here's a little backstory on how this whole episode came about. As an indie author and student of the craft for at least a decade, I have always made it my mission to learn as much as humanly possible from as many sources as possible. One could even say I'm a little bit obsessed with the learning side of things, and they'd probably be pretty accurate. Today's podcast guest is someone I have been following since at least 2015, maybe even earlier than that. He's the co-host of the Selmore Book Show, a podcast geared toward helping indies to, you may have guessed it, sell more books. But he's also the CEO of Best Page Forward, a copywriting company that helps authors by crafting exceptional book descriptions in order to sell more books. In addition to that, he's also the founder of Amazon Ad School, an online course, but dare I say, a community designated to help authors understand, implement, and master Amazon ads. Yes, I am a student, and I have taken the challenge multiple times that he is about to launch. Well, today I have Brian Cohen on the show, and we are talking about all things book-related. We dive into it all, book blurbs, podcast shows, and yes, his upcoming Amazon ad challenge, and so much more. So I'm not going to make you wait any longer. How about we get started? Welcome so much, Brian, for joining us today on the Author Revolution podcast. I am super thrilled that you're here joining us today. For those of you who don't know who you are, which is super doubtful, (laughs) at least in our our indie author realm, can you tell my audience just a little bit about who you are and what it is you do? Sure, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, of course. So basically, I am an ad guy. I am a blurb CEO and I am an author. So what do those things mean? I (laughs) really like to help authors at any level just kind of understand the scary world of Amazon ads. I am the CEO of an author copywriting agency that's written over 3,000 book descriptions for the author community. And I'm an author myself. I have eight novels. I have 30 plus workbooks. I have some other nonfiction books in there as well. And so those are kind of like the three things I most identify with right now. Not a podcast host yourself? See, that's the thing. It's like, (laughs) you got to pick just three because it's the rule of threes. But but yes, I am the co-host of the Sell More Book Show uh, podcast, which we just finished our seventh year anniversary. That's amazing. That's amazing. I think I started following you guys 
right around 2015. So it's been a yeah. while. It's That's been amazing. a while. We've been partying hardy. <laughs> right? Well, obviously, like I said, I've been following you since um, you first put out Sizzling Synopsis. So this one. Hey, I, I made it, it to the bookshelf. I made See? it to the within it reach did. bookshelf. It did. That's <laughs> And of course, good. I'm a paperback girl. I have to have it in paperback because uh-huh. uh-huh. that's the way I am. Um, so you obviously, like you said, have a passion for books. You have a passion for sharing that information with other authors, because that's kind of been part of your routine from the very beginning. Where did all of that really kind of initially come from? The, the well, wanting to share more? Yeah, I think it became pretty clear early on that the folks who seemed to be the most helpful were the ones who were always just very transparent about stuff, you know? And I think like, whenever I've had an opportunity to share something I've done or whenever we've been able to do something for a client that then we've, uh, that they got results from, I've never really wanted to be that person who said, great, now we'll, we'll just tell a select group of five people and we'll <laughs> use it until it stops working. It's, it's really more about just always wanted to, to try to help people get a little bit further to get past their kind of roadblocks. And I think some of that is like personality type. Some of that's upbringing. Both my parents were teachers. My, uh, my dad's mom is a teacher. Like there's a lot of teaching that, that I really, I think I kind of just come from that background, but I also just I, I, I love when people are in a certain place, can't figure it out. You give them that. I'm sure you get this as well. You give them like one piece of advice and it, it gives them a boost that they hopefully then lasts and continues to get, get the momentum going forward for uh, years and years. Absolutely. And I think sometimes it even like jumpstarts a, a kind of a comprehension in them that, oh, there's even more here that I didn't realize that I didn't know. And then all of a sudden they're, they're digging into a lot more and engaging with, especially like in the authorhood. There's yeah. so many hats that we're always wearing <laughs> at any given moment of time. Yes. And um, yeah, I absolutely understand that. So all those workbooks, those, were, those are all teacher-based, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot, I, of- a, a lot of those workbooks... I kind of had my first couple of nonfiction books were books of creative writing prompts and they just really lent themselves to being put into more of a educational uh, setting to, to give them to parents, to give them to kids and put out a lot of those in 2012, 2013 when, you know, I didn't know anything, but none of us really knew anything. Right. And so Um, put, uh, sold a lot of paperbacks on create space. It got moved over. And honestly, that's actually, it's, that was one of the things that moved me into wanting to do Amazon ads and wanting to learn them. So when my books moved over from create space, you know, you're the paperback girl and (laughs) stuff moved over from create space to, to, to KDP print a couple of years back. Some of the so-called organic sales, uh, they started to tail off. And I didn't know if it was just when it got moved into the new infrastructure, because it was always the same listing on Amazon. But 
something happened and those book sales started to go down for these very like evergreen kind of books. And so I said, all right, guess it's about time I figured out what this whole Amazon ads thing was and, and really started to dive into that. So a lot of that was from just wanting to do a better job of getting these workbooks out. Interesting. So is that when the Relentless Authors Advertise podcast came about? Because I actually followed yes. that one until it kind of ended. And then you've pivoted, obviously, into Amazon Ad School, which has been fantastic. Thank so, you. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so that podcast, short-lived, but still on the internet somewhere. Um, <laughs> I just shared my ad results every week for about six months. And you, you learn some things about ads. You learn some things about yourself when you, when you are, are very much sharing everything about what you're doing and not all weeks were winners. Well, absolutely. I can attest to that. Even in following all of your advice through Amazon ad school, <laughs> even with yeah. my own books, totally different genre. Not all months are even winners. Sometimes it switches to a new month and mm-hmm. I don't even know. Amazon decides, let's just, you know, back off for a little bit and see if this actually works. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty it's super much. weird. Yeah. Okay. So with Best Page Forward, you help authors with copywriting their book descriptions, obviously, yes. um, which is a super frustration for mo- most of us authors. Yes. Yes. From watching it you, it looked like the copywriting passion came first and then it kind of transitioned into more of the selling book stuff. Is that fairly accurate? Would you say? Um, I mean, I think that a lot of stuff kind of happened at the same time. Uh, Best page forward was around the time you started following sell more book show. Best sell more book show started first, but okay. uh, best page forward kind of started in year two of that podcast back in oh, 2015 okay. or so. And I could see that people were struggling with it, that people were frustrated. And I, I, I never want people to feel frustration. And so I definitely wanted to see if I could use, like, yes, I was a copywriter before this, because, but almost by necessity. It's like, hey, writer needs to make money. Oh, copywriting is a thing. <laughs> And so I wrote thousands of blog posts for companies. I actually ghost wrote for several CEOs in Entrepreneur and Fast Company. And so I learned a lot about copywriting before I got into the author biz. So you're right about that. The copywriting kind of started first. Um, But I think that it was uh, uh, the story as it always gets told. It's, It's practically apocryphal at this point, but... Uh, Simon <laughs> Whistler, who of the Rocking Self-Publishing podcast, which now he's a big YouTube star, so he's not in self-publishing uh, field anymore, but he, we were in a mastermind and I always recommend masterminds, a small group of like-minded people who are looking to make some, make some waves, get in a group and talk about your projects every couple of weeks it can make a major difference as it did for me. Cause Simon, uh, Simon said that <laughs> when, uh, why don't you just combine this love of helping authors with this love of, uh, copywriting or this, you know, required to live of copywriting. And I just took it and ran with it, pushed that idea, had a sales page up very soon. And then I I just, the first 
month, we sold about a hundred. So it was pretty wild. And I, I didn't know what to do with myself on that, but it has been really great to learn the system, like kind of come up with the system, learn it. And then I've been able to pass it on to others. And now we have about 10 to 12 writers and editors. Like we just had a, had a promotion this month. I was looking at the board. We had 223 blurbs to write this month and the the team is working on them and, 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 and they're doing just a fantastic job. So how do you, how do you divvy those out? Like, is it a first come first serve? Here's the big long list or are there some where they handle different genres? How does that usually work? Oh, that's a great question. I'm not sure I've ever been asked that question. So way to go. Well, there you go. Um, Look at you. Uh, We, we kind of have a, just folks who've been in the system for a long time, like our longest standing writers are Robert, uh, Australian sci-fi author and, and nonfiction guru, and uh, John Fivian, who has written in a variety of genres. And they kind of eat first. They, they, they do a lot. Like they sure. are involved in multiple steps. It's about uh, a 14-step process <laughs> divvied out over five different people. And okay. sometimes it's, there's an overlap, but like two of the people are the same. But uh, so it really is just a matter of who's trained in what, who's uh, says, yep, I could do 20 blurbs this week if you want me to. And like, great, here you go. And so <laughs> we have some some of the people on our team have done over 1500 just themselves. Wow. So it's wild. That is crazy. I would think that after a while, it, it would get pretty easy too to kind of spot the the parts that are going to really pop in a in a blurb versus like okay, how do you piece all this through? Is it hard? Do you think with some of the authors when they give you the information, like do you really have to pull stuff out sometimes? Oh yeah, we, uh, yeah. We often have to uh, ask some additional questions. Just if I, I get it, it's like. If you say you, Carissa, were like uh, a, a book you released in 2018 and suddenly you need to remember what the protagonist was like, you know, you, 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 if you hadn't touched that series in a while, it might be like, oh man, I don't even know. And I've been uh, asleep since then. What are you talking about? <laughs> pretty much. So, yeah. um, so it is hard, but I think uh, the authors who work with us are, are very game. They know that they, uh, they really want to get the best possible thing. And we try not to inundate people. We're really looking for, in fiction, we're really looking for what is the emotional hook? What is the char- the main character's emotional journey? Because right. we can talk about explosions and romances and shifters all we want, <laughs> but that's in every book. What's different is oh, this person is dealing with this thing. This person is reacting in this way. It ends up being very different just based on the, what the character is dealing with and, and then how we can try to get readers to connect with that emotional journey. Right, right. I think you, that's even a tough thing for authors who are somewhat decent at copywriting is to kind of yes. remember <laughs> Yes. What is the emotional part of it? There's so much emotion in it. Which one do I really want to leverage? And yes, that's where it all gets so muddy. And 
gets, that's why it's very nice and helpful to be able to go here, here's this thing, you figure out which one's going to sell better. Exactly. And we like doing <laughs> it. I think uh, so many, of the, so many of the people I'm fortunate enough to work with are also authors in addition to being copywriters. And I think every single one of them would say they've gotten better at writing their fiction or their nonfiction since they have written just a, a heck of a lot of blurbs. I bet. I, I would probably even imagine in some cases it's better to start with the blurb because then you, you know exactly what it is you're trying to portray in the novel and it, it sells itself through that process of the copywriting first. And I then- I have a story about that. Oh, do tell. So uh, my former project manager um, who, who uh, made too much money from their books so they had to leave, <laughs> um, reached out to me, we're writing in a new genre and they, uh, they said, hey, is, you know, does this sound like, for a book one in this series, does this sound like paranormal cozy mystery? And I looked at it and I'm like, I you know, like there's a couple elements that are missing. And I roped in a friend of mine who also writes in the genre and said, can you help me with this blurb too? Because we just want to make sure if the blurb isn't there, then you know, the story probably isn't there too. Right. Because you need to write to market both on the inside, but you need to kind of market to market when you're putting the book out. It needs to match the inside yep. and the outside, of course, need to match. And so uh, they fixed the blurb. They were about halfway done the book, had to do a lot of revamping, but now they're on like book 11 or something and they were <laughs> oh really close to hitting 10,000 a month off of just their own books. And so wow. I was sad to lose them as a project manager, of course, but um, right. very excited that we caught it early. It's just yeah. like we were talking about, I was a victim of identity theft. And yeah, that was I, crazy. Um, I think I caught it early enough that I might be able to mitigate any damage pretty quickly. And that's what you want to do with the problems in your story. You want to catch them early enough so that you don't... Uh, miss out on having written to a certain market or connecting with your readers. That's really important. It's, I think it's probably kind of difficult for new authors who are coming in the scene and, and they're not quite sure what they're doing just yet, but for sure for authors who are a little more seasoned and kind of have their hands around their genre pretty well, I think that's incredibly valuable. W would you say that it would be beneficial then for authors to come to you at Best Page Forward before they ever start writing and get a blurb first? Would that be helpful? Um, I think they would need to know certain elements of the story they're hoping for as well. I think in that case, it was like, you know, the person worked with Best Page Forward. So right. of course I was going to say, yeah, this doesn't work for this genre. And that's a super interesting idea for maybe a future pivot into like, get your blurb written to market before you write the book would right. probably need to be a specific service. Cause it's like, we usually go with what they already have. Sure. But I think a lot of authors who've been in the pre-order stages, they've, they've definitely found it helpful to even write all that information down that we ask them to write because they can absolutely use that for other things. For sure. And I think it even would put your mindset in the right place. Like if they're not good at, 
outlining, for example, and they're not really good about sitting down and, and giving their, themselves a really good plot, having right. even just the book blur before they start writing would be very helpful. I know for me, it's yes. like, I, I need to have the outline. Otherwise I have no clue what the heck I'm doing. And then I procrastinate. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. There are a lot of, a lot of authors, different tips for authors to get their stories out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing, the other side of things that you do is obviously the Amazon ads uh, yes. school of which I am a student. I am loving it. I'm constantly going Thank in there and know. trying to figure out what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I just, I just complained the other day about, don't right? ever feel bad. Like I was in the course last year. Don't worry about it. You can always post. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that everyone's able to really interact and be so engaged inside that group. I've got yeah. really loud children's outside my door. <laughs> my five-year-old, yeah, six-year-old. That is a cat thumping until about Five o'clock, then we'll have the four-year-old running around here. Yep. So. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> I've got the six-year-old sitting outside the door, I think. Very okay. Nice. So you've got the, the next, you, you do these Amazon ad challenges and I've done yes. about three of them myself. And I know you've got a new one coming up. Dude, so yes. do you want to explain what this Amazon ad challenge is and why authors who are listening to the podcast really should be listening up and probably joining up? <laughs> yes, sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, Essentially, I think that the terminology terminology of a challenge sometimes puts people off. It's a free course, but it's it's kind of a different free course than something you get sent to your email and then you work on it and, and you forget about it after three days. It's actually a very interactive thing where we give homework to, we, we have these videos, free videos that some people have told me, this is more than I've gotten in the courses I paid for. And I'm like, uh, absolutely. I agree with that. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, (laughs) and we get that information out and then we say, all right, well, here's the application part of it. You apply that knowledge, go create the ad, take a picture of it, share it in this, in this Facebook group, go take a picture of the five campaigns you've now created posted in the group take a picture of the, the or, or write in the ad copy you want to write, share it in the group. And so we have that homework, but it's not just pasted into this vacuum. We have now we're coming up on 15,000 people in the group, which is crazy. But what it really is, is we have existing ad school students and, and some paid members of, of the ad school team supporting everybody. We have shifts. You should see our Google Docs. Our Docs are so doxy. We have some shifts. We're like, all right, well, in January, this was this 10 to 12 was crazy. So let's have seven people supporting. And it's like, great. So we have seven people in there. Those two hours furiously answering questions. Um, Wow. And so what we try to do, because the first part is the hardest getting into an ad account for the first time, creating an ad, looking up keywords for an ad, writing ad copy. We know that these are some of the, the steps that people get stuck on and no webinar and no book is actually going to get you to sit down and do it. So we say, come for this week. And it's like a week stretched out over a week and a half, but come yeah. for this week and a half watch the video. We have everything in a nice like transcript underneath. Watch the video. We know some of you won't read the post, (laughs) do the homework, post it in the group. 
And then we're going to help you if you run into issues along the way. And so it's like a free course with like a lot of free support at pretty much every given hour. I think it's about 16, 18 hours. We're not quite at 24 hours worth of support, but we always have someone who can help. One of the things that I really found, not only besides the help, because that's been really invaluable too, because I think I've, I've sent my own emails back and forth a couple of times, not just within <laughs> the, the group, but I love the fact that you actually set out the course information technically in three different ways where you've got it written, like you said, underneath, but you've got your slide presentation where you're talking about it first, and then you do the showing part of it. So like you could hypothetically kind of skip the first part if you if you wanted to see it in action and learn it, or right. if you need to, to really get it to sink in, watch the whole video because now you're learning it twice and then you have all the information to read it underneath it as well. And if you ever have to go back and you know, this is the video where it's like, you know, okay, what's that one piece that Brian said? <laughs> that mm-hmm. I gotta go. You can like search it quick and you can find it real quick. So that's really helpful. I, I found that really interesting because not a lot of courses do that. Did, was that something yeah. that you thought to do or was it just, that's how it worked out and it, it seemed to make sense? Like, was there a, a no, reason? I, I mean, it's so visual. I mean, you know, with Amazon ads, you could hear about something, but unless you're actually going through it step by step. And that's one of the things I noticed at, shortly after uh, closing down Relentless Authors Advertise, uh, started doing some webinars and trying to teach this stuff and realized if I don't share my screen, no one is going to have any clue what I'm talking about. And so it was really about like continuing to break things down into their component parts, seeing where, where people struggle, work consistently trying to figure out, like you probably saw this this past week in the ad school course, there were a lot of people saying my ads are really tailing off. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of people all at once. So we said, all right, this is a very key need. Let's record a new module. <laughs> yep, I We're watched so that bad. one. <laughs> we keep creating more, but let's record a new module for the students, how to wake up your sleepy ads. And just the response to that, because it ended up, I think, really tying some loose ends together for some people in their head. And we're always trying to do that sort of thing. Like not just in the course, but in the challenge, like, where are people struggling? How can we figure out a solution? And, and, and then it like goes deeper. Okay, well, 60% of people figured it out. How do we get the 40 people who, percent of people who didn't? And just always trying to grow on that and iterate. And, and that is why I think a lot of people really like the challenges. For sure. So speaking of those problems too, though, so in terms of those Amazon ads, do you, what is, what do you think is the biggest hangup for profitability for a lot of authors? I know what it was for me and what it still is for me, (laughs) but we can talk about that. You've got me, so you might as well (laughs) use me, but um, the biggest hangups, I think it's, it's if they can get the ads running, because a lot of people still struggling with those first couple steps. Fortunately, usually they go through the challenge and they're like, oh, I was clicking this button instead of this button or something along those lines. So once they get past that point, it's like, oh, crap, the judgment day is here. My book does not profit when I send it really cheap traffic. And they realize, oh, this book 
wouldn't have been profitable no matter what I did. Right. I need to do something to the outside, the inside, or both parts of my book because it is not (laughs) going to sell. It is not going to sell if I don't do something. And that I think is the toughest part. So do you think it's usually the, the cover or the blurb, or do you think it's that disconnect between the blurb and the inside of the book? Well, it's definitely, everything definitely comes together. Everything definitely comes together where it is, everything has to sync up. If you have a sci-fi romance cover, a, uh, a, a military sci-fi blurb and a title that sounds like paranormal romance, that <laughs> disconnect is going to make people confused. As you've heard me say, a confused reader or mine says no, so they aren't going to yeah. buy something. But I think that if you are not sure of that sort of thing, it's really time to put a pause because if, if the second series you write is probably going to have the same issues, put a little pause. It's time to do a little research. It's time to do a little reading. It's time to see, well, is it my writing style? Is it my cover? Is it my whatever? Because it can be a combination of things. If I had to say what it was most often, it's probably the cover. Okay. But if it's a good cover that fits your genre and everything else is bad, you're still not going to sell. Right. Well, for me, it's, it's for whatever reason, I can be profitable. I can get good, good conversions, but my ROI is still not there. That's the part that I struggle well, with. Talk to me about this. Cause, cause this might be a, a money story situation. When okay. you say the ROI is not there, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you? Well, that's what your, I can't remember the lady who I was talking with said that the ROI needs to be bulked up. <laughs> and I'm right. like, okay. Well, so, what is it now? What is it now? I, I do not remember off the top of my head. I'd have to go cool. back and look at the email. Oh no, that's but, okay. I just, the reason I bring that up is because I think we see some big success stories. We see the Adam Crofts and the Mark Dawson's and the Barbara Freedies and the big, big, big successes where they can show numbers saying, I put out a dollar, I get five back. Right. Which is unreasonable for most people. Um, right. Last year, my ROI was a lot better than usual. I think in 2019, my ROI on my books was around 30 to 35%, which is nice. not huge. Still decent though. It's still decent. I'm not going to complain about it, but- I think some people are looking for 300%, 500%. This past year, fortunately, uh, a lot of parents that were stuck inside needed workbooks (laughs) for their kids. So my ROI was closer to 70%. But I think that, yes, if it's like 5%, 10%, obviously you can't really live on that. So when you have ROI that is a little bit low, you either need to get a better conversion on book one than you have, or you need to get more read through through the right. series because that is where the money comes in. It's like conversion of book one, people making it to book two, three, and so on. Yep. Man, it is tough. That is like 
you get to this point, I'm sure you were here in this like mindset. <laughs> I got it. I figured this out. I've got ads up. Great. Got the books up. They look decent. They look good. People are buying them. I'm only making a little bit of money to go. Right. I'm making as much money as when I started my ads. What is going on here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And it's tough. And and I think what you just said and the way that was phrased, it's like we get a lot of people who are like, I'm making the same amount of money as I did before my ads. And it's like, there is no way to look into that alternate uh, uh, night verse DC (laughs) dystopia (laughs) to see if you had not run the ads, would you be at zero? Would you be at the same? There's no way to know that. And so um, what I like though, if you were to be at, let's say it's 5%, 5 5% ROI with no ads versus 5% ROI with ads. The reason I would prefer with ads is because there's control. Right. You get to control how much traffic goes to these books versus when you don't have the ads, you have no idea if this month will be five, next month will be 20, next month will be negative 50. You just don't know. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a really good point, actually. I didn't think of it that way before. And I've never not run ads. So I mean, other than like very, very early on in my career, but it's one of those things for me, at least where I'm like, okay, well, I'm always trying to test and tweak and I'll, I'll listen to pretty much every single one of your videos, except for every once in a while, I, I got to tell you, Brian, I will two times you where you're going twice as fast so I can get, get it all faster. <laughs> I do not mind because I do that to other people. I do not mind. Right? Mm-hmm. I do that to everyone. So it's not just you, but no I, I like listening to it all. And uh, I'd like to get through it all so that I can hear it at least once and then go back to the sections where I'm like, okay, that's the part where I need to listen to a little closer. And that's where I'll pay more attention. Yeah. That's just the way my, my brain works for whatever reason. <laughs> no issues okay. with that. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I, I've been wanting to know and never had an opportunity to ask the question, I keep seeing like the, the instances of the Zen lemur and I want to know the story yes. behind this. I, I have no idea where this came from and like how it came about. <laughs> As with the best things, it just happens randomly and organically. We are always trying to have fun in the challenges, always trying to have a good time. And we stumbled upon this great meme that was just a lemur sitting in this very Zen Buddhist (laughs) pose. And it was just like, Zen lemur says, uh, good Amazon ads come to those who wait. And so that was the Zen lemur. And we did that one challenge. And we found that, of course, we're all impatient. Everyone needed to keep being reminded And so we kind of just kept talking about the Zen lemur and the Zen lemur and the Zen lemur. And now it's become like a thing where we just are like (laughs) posting lemur gifts. And it's like the mascot now. (laughs) The mascot. It's we had a poll if the mascot should be my daughter or the lemur. And your daughter's (laughs) cute, but it's got to be the lemur. So I think that now I have pictures with the Zen, uh, the lemur doll on my shoulder. Um, Nice. We're going to be moving soon. We're going to be within 20 miles of this lemur center. So I have a feeling a, a photo shoot it might be, be coming order. soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, now like we even have it as a, as a, like in some internal documentation, it's like our logo. And so, nice. yeah, it, we're, we're all lemur all the time because 
the the patience factor on Amazon ads. Amazon ads spend if you if you bid reasonably, bid thirty five cents or below. Amazon ads spend the slowest of the three platforms, which yep. it's funny. People are like it's too slow until it starts spending, and then they say it's too fast. But yeah. um, it's very forgiving if you have a lower bid. And one of the reasons we have folks start with lower budgets as well is if they do mess something up, it's it's not that damaging. Facebook, we've heard horror stories of people accidentally spending five hundred dollars. Amazon ads are likely not gonna do that unless you really don't listen. <laughs> yeah, you, you did $35 for a bid instead of 35 cents or something. <laughs> exactly. And you did like 5 million budget. Keywords or of, something. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, right? Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, that would that would not be a good time. I, yeah. I am kind of grateful that Amazon is slower in some cases, but I'll tell you, there are some times where it's like, this book is perfect for these keywords. Why are you not listening to me? You're even showing them on my page. What is happening? Mm-hmm. But I get it. There's a lot of authors who are out there and they're like, it, it's so weird how it takes so long for most of them when they're starting out to turn on. I know it is very yeah. strange, but Hey, uh, we don't get it right away and we're okay to wait. We'll hang with the lemur. We'll drink a mango Lhasa or something. And <laughs> I assume that's what they drink, but yeah, we'll, we'll, sure, why we'll not? take our time. Could be. We'll take our yeah. time. Okay, so now this next ad challenge starts when? April 12th. It's Monday, April 12th. It it is a five-day challenge. There's a bonus sixth day, and it's not all consecutive so that there's some time for the weekend. So it's really about April 12th to April 20th, we'll say. And um, basically, we have six videos that'll go out and kind of an advanced webinar at the end. And you can jump in before the 12th, sign up. I'll, I'll make sure you have the link, Chris. And, and uh, you can be ready for the latest challenge. We're, we're super excited to, to a lot of people like yourself will, will retake that challenge yeah. multiple times. But we, we always are fortunate enough to welcome some new folks in as well. For sure. I, I pretty much bring in as many people as I possibly can every single time because it's, I am the president of a local writers club. And so, well, nonprofit club. And so we have a lot of authors who are constantly trying to figure out like, well, I self-published my book, but why is it not selling? Well, have you tried Amazon ads yet? Mm. What are those? Yeah. And so then it's always like, I, I am not the ad person, but I do know a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how, whenever the challenges come up, I always try to make sure that people are aware of it. I think I have about a third of my um, membership is already like taking courses or gone at least through the challenge before at least once. Oh, that's so. great. That's great. <laughs> Thank you for that. Absolutely. It's, it's so invaluable. Like I said, I have, I've taken multiple courses on pretty much every ad platform that we authors use out there, including multiple Amazon ad challenges or ad courses. And yours by far has, has like far exceeded every one of them. So oh, and it's, you. it's given information in a way that because I'm, I'm a knowledge person, I, I need to understand the why I'm not so much a data person. So once we start getting to the data, I start kind of, oh, yes. I have to, <laughs> then, the, then it's the drudgery, but I know I have to. So I do it. 
but understanding the why I have to do it is where it's critical for me. And your course provides that, which has been so helpful. And so far, you're the only one who's done that for me, at least in my, in where it oh, works in my great. brain. Well, yeah. Hey, feather in my cap, but I, I'm Heck so yes. glad we've been able to help you with that. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you. Like I said, so much for joining the podcast this week. And uh, for my listeners out there, if they wanted to find you just to kind of start perusing around, what's the best way for them to like look you up on the web? Is it best page forward? Is it Amazon ad school? Is it Brian Cohen? I finally updated my website. You can go to Brian Cohen. That's Brian with a Y. BrianCohen.com. It has pretty much a link to most of the things we're doing. We'll also recommend you just go ahead and look for the five-day Amazon ad profit challenge group on Facebook because that's where we we share. Once we send out an email with the info, we, we also share it in the group because you never know when an email is going to slip into spam or something. But, right. uh, but yeah, we are so excited to, to be able to connect with more folks. That's that's one of the things I love. There's just always new authors joining the four. There's always new folks coming into self-publishing and uh, we just aim to help, help folks no matter what stage they're at in the game. Awesome. Well, everyone definitely check out Brian, check out all the different aspects that he does because he's got it covered. He's got you covered when it comes to selling books. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much for, for taking the time. I know how busy you are and how crazy your schedule must be. And like you said, your daughter's probably about ready to come in and, and take over the show. So <laughs> thank you again for having me. It's been a blast. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. And hopefully it was more enjoyable than getting your whole identity stolen. I would say it definitely beat that. Wasn't that a great interview? I had such a fun time chatting with Brian and learning about his journey. He has a unique and refreshing take on how to help indie authors get the most out of their author careers, and I absolutely love that. Now, if you're someone who struggles with Amazon ads, has never tried doing Amazon ads, or if your ads aren't doing as well as you'd like, <clears throat> most of us, <laughs> I highly suggest that you check out the latest Amazon ad challenge. Like we've said, it starts on Monday, and you can get signed up at authorrevolution.org forward slash Amazon ads. It's 100% free, and I can tell you right now, you will learn so much from the challenge. It's absolutely incredible. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Brian, Best Page Forward, The Sell More Book Show, and of course, Amazon Ad School, you can head over to today's show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 75, and I will be sure to link to everything right there. If you'd like to ask any questions about Amazon Ad School and my experience with the challenges, you can also head into the Author Revolution's online community and we'll talk about it there. Amazon ads are an invaluable tool at the indie author's disposal and one I believe that we should all master if we want to sell more books. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and enjoyed the interview, and I hope to see you inside the Amazon Ad Challenge next week. In the meantime, go forth and start your author revolution.
This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people. Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.